0: Hello, I'm Kevin Richard. Well, on Monday, we received the latest round of scores on the National Assessment of Educational Progress, better known as NAEP. And this is the first round of scores that we've seen on NAEP since before the pandemic, since 2019. So these numbers really give us a window into post-COVID learning loss at the state level and also at the national level. Idaho scores did drop in fourth and eighth grade in math and in English, so we saw reductions across the board. But compared to some of the national numbers, there is some glimmer of hope here. To get a sense of what we saw in the numbers and what we uh, will be looking for in the future, I sat down with Paul Kleinert. He is the NAEP coordinator for the State Department of Education. Uh, We had an interesting conversation. Although one year ahead of time, there was a little bit of a head fake. Uh, I used one of the uh, old tried and true reporter uh, techniques towards the end uh, of saying, is there anything I didn't ask you that you want to leave me with? And it led to a whole different avenue of questions. So when you hear that bear with me uh it was really an interesting conversation and uh here it is well paul thanks for taking time this week to talk to us about nape nape has been in the news so much since monday but let's take a step back because test scores are always interesting to me but nape is an interesting test because it's such a different animal in the testing arena Mm -hmm. just give us a little bit of an overview of nape for those who aren't familiar
1: yeah absolutely um The NAEP is the National Assessment of Educational Progress, and it is referred to as the nation's report card because it gives us results for math and reading, grades four and eight, across the nation, national average, and for every state.
0: And when we talk about state numbers, we're talking about about a sampling of students (laughs) within the state. Right.
1: Yeah, that's exactly right. So NAEP does everything it can to sample students and make a generalizable sample. In other words, we can describe what's happening in the state even by collecting a, a smaller group of students. Mm-hmm.
0: And, and we can get a breakdown in terms of demographics yep. within that sampling as well. Yep,
1: so. that sample keeps demographics in mind when it goes. And once we have those demographics lined up, then it's a, a random sample after that of right. students.
0: So, so very different than the ISAT, which is more of an either-centric test or the,
1: the IRI. The ISAT's a census, absolutely. Yeah. <laughs>
0: Okay. So we've seen the numbers. Um, Give us a breakdown. What jumped out at you most uh, with the national numbers or with the item numbers?
1: Yeah, absolutely right. Well, uh, as expected, we got to uh, the release and national public school scores went down all across Mm -hmm. the board. Math 4 and 8 Uh, and reading for an 8. And in Idaho, it was no different. We saw all four scores go down. What we saw that was different in Idaho is that the scores went down less in 8th grade, which I wasn't expecting, but there it is.
0: Do you have any theory as to why that would be? Why did 8th graders... Not suffer maybe as much of a loss as the fourth graders.
1: Yeah, one of my ideas uh, that we've discussed here too. Just because all of this will be studied in the future, it's it's going to be uh, this this pandemic has just changed everything. Mm-hmm. But. Um, we see these students coming in in second grade when the pandemic started and they're they're youngest at that point and then we get to fourth grade and that's when they test two years later uh so that could be one reason um we also yeah, maybe yeah. the fourth graders
0: just didn't have enough grounding in yeah education before the pandemic and, and
1: I think that's one way to look at it, absolutely. Um, we also see that maybe students are very social learners and if they were taken away from the classroom for a little bit, they missed out on on that social aspect of their peers and their teachers.
0: It feels a little bit like a, a tale of two different test results because the, the national numbers seem to be much more of an unqualified, uh, kind of a shock. Maybe not a shock, but but definitely the national narrative on these scores is, is pretty pretty grim.
1: Well, it is grim, and uh, I would just like to point back to that something unprecedented happened in 2020 that none of us were expecting, and uh, we had to really get on the ball, and teachers uh, had to really uh, get down and teach.
0: How significant were the reductions, the losses in scores in mm-hmm. Idaho?
1: Yeah. From 2019 to twenty two. From a purely uh, statistical point of view, from 2019 to 22, all of them were significant. Um, the, the significance was more in fourth grade than it was in eighth grade.
0: What happened in particular in Idaho with the eighth grade math scores? Because that mm-hmm. did kind of jump out as a bright spot relative to how eighth graders do nationally.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And you had just hit it right on the money right there. The national scores went down more than Idaho did. So because of that, Idaho, Idaho kind of floated to the top. And that's in both uh, reading grade eight and math grade eight. Um, and one of our really, really bright spots with that was uh, Idaho had zero states performing better than it significantly in math grade eight. Did that surprise you? That was surprising to me, yeah. We were near the top before in 2019, um, but not like this. This was great. This was good news for us.
0: And I know this isn't an apples-to-apples apples comparison by any means. It's apples to, to pomegranates. Uh, what we saw with the 8th grade math scores on the NAEP, right on the heels of what we saw with the ISAT numbers that came out the previous week right. and 10th grade math scores, which are continuing to are still low, chronically mm-hmm. low. Mm-hmm. How do we, what do we take away from that? But eighth graders do well on the NAEP and math, and mm-hmm. tenth graders continue to struggle.
1: Well, I can talk about ISAT grade eight math versus NAEP sure. grade eight sure. math. And I, I looked at the data, and sure enough, we did go down from 2019, but then we remained flat uh, from 2019 to 2022, or excuse me, 2021 to 2022, we remained flat. Uh, and that tells more of a story than NAEP does because it's a three-year difference in NAEP, and so uh, it it just it just paints more of a picture. It went down, but maybe not as much as other states. If we could compare our state test to other states state tests, uh, then we might see that information, and that's that's why NAEP is there so that we can paint that picture. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, and really be able to compare mm-hmm. state to state, and in this case, really be able to compare here pre-pandemic to right two years into the pandemic
1: and i would like to add that in fourth grade i also looked at that comparison for isat we went down and then we're coming back up a little bit more than we were in the the eighth grade math which is great news
0: have you had a chance at this point to look at the idaho scores and, and drill down further into demographics
1: uh? mm-hmm. yeah and some of the things that stood out to me uh In special education, reading grade four, we're noticing that there's a gap between those on an IEP and those not on an IEP, and that continues to be the case. Um, The real shocker for me was math grade four, when you compare boys versus girls learning in the classroom, girls did not do as well as boys did. They had a significant drop compared to 2019, and it was across the board, rural, urban, top performing students, low performing students, all the girls didn't do quite as well as they did in the past.
0: And it's really interesting. Does that <laughs> tell us something or suggest something about the way girls learn math in fourth grade as opposed to boys? Uh,
1: I, I, I don't want to like, give too much of my opinion, but I sure. do want to bounce back to girls might be more social learners. And mm-hmm. if they were taken away from the classroom uh, and they didn't have the same social learning environment that they did before, that could be an explanation, but so much was happening, it's hard to say.
0: And I know, and I don't want to paint you into a corner no, right. on this or anything else, but I suspect that as you start to look at these numbers, there are a lot of those kind of questions that the numbers raise, uh, you know, avenues of study yeah. that uh, the, the,
1: the numbers that's exactly it. I, I expect that this pandemic will be studied for the rest of the next 50 years, possibly mm-hmm. with, a, with regards to education, with regards to jobs, with regards to how hospitals worked during the time. There was so much impacted and that always will get back to students. We live in a world, we live in a society.
0: And, and you've hit on kind of the, the tension i guess in terms of how we analyze test scores how you analyze them as, a, as somebody lives with these numbers as maybe people look at numbers mm-hmm. you know, in the moment i mm-hmm. mean you're talking about long-term research yep. long-term let's let's look at these uh, results and try to figure out reasons as opposed to you know maybe yeah folks looking for more of an instant answer
1: here let's let's go back to that instant answer what did the NAEP results look like for idaho well in math uh, and reading grade eight, we were above the national average. And in math and reading grade four, we were right at the national average. And frankly, I think that's pretty good news. Teachers are teaching, and students are learning.
0: Does it frustrate you at all, though, that uh, you know people are going to look for the quick answer? You know, interest groups, <laughs> political. <laughs> Political figures will look for a quick answer. Here.
1: Does it frustrate me? No, I don't think so. Everybody wants to know the soundbite and read the, the headline, but maybe not the rest of the article. I think it's really important to have as much information as possible going into this, and that's why I brought ISAT information to the table here today, uh, as well as other NAEP scores.
0: So what do you do next? I mean, you've got all this, this trove of data that came, came out this week. Where do you go with it from
1: here? Definitely, uh, assessment literacy is so important to me and I would like to talk to teachers who wanna talk to me, uh, school districts, parents, stakeholder groups. Um, I'm excited to talk about assessment and the importance of it and what it can mean for how we make decisions on the future, in the future.
0: Give me an example of what what you're talking about there.
1: Yeah. A quick
0: definition of assessment literacy.
1: Def- absolutely, yeah. Uh, assessment is a good thing, I think. And when we measure students' scores, it tells us what's happening in schools and what we need to change so that we give students all of the best opportunities and equity across the board.
0: And what might that look like? I mean, is there, is there a place where you'd like to see that? Applied in particular.
1: Well, let's go back to the, the NAEP scores. We got to figure out what happened with girls in Idaho in grade four math. So uh, we, now is the time to go out to schools and uh, talk to teachers. What happened in the classroom? That's an example. Mm-hmm. And you can look
0: too at uh, you know, students that maybe were in more of an online setting.
1: Mm-hmm. 2019 to twenty two. Do you get that kind of data? Unfortunately, no. So the NAEP is only an in-person test. So we missed out on all the students that were taking it virtually.
0: So, we, so we're talking about learning loss with in-person learning. Yep. And That's that correct. all NAEP is measuring. It's really not showing us That's what correct. happened with kids who were who were learning online between 2019 and 2022 and what kind of loss they might have seen.
1: Unless they came back to in-person learning. Unless they came back. Right. Mm-hmm.
0: How do you even? try to quantify that. If you don't Mm -hmm. have the BAPE scores, how Mm -hmm. do you even try to get a handle
1: on that? Well, that is the question and, you know, nobody was expecting this pandemic and for many students to go home. uh, So I know that the National Center for Education Statistics and the National Assessment Governing Board are getting together the resources to explore what it would take to measure virtual learning students and uh, students across different devices.
0: What do you think parents should most take away from these numbers?
1: Uh, it, parents in Idaho should know that teachers buckled down. They were doing a great job. Acceleration, uh, learning, learning is acceleration and the students are moving forward and the pandemic put the brakes on the train and teachers still got to work, they got to school and students kept learning. What lesson should
0: Elected officials take out of this.
1: Uh, I I want to repeat that one more time. Yeah, absolutely. (laughs) Teachers did a great job, and we need to celebrate them.
0: Um, So what's next for you on this? I mean, again, you've got all this data, Mm -hmm. a lot of questions to to dive into.
1: Where do you go from here? That's a really good question. we're, well, we're, we will be going into uh, beginning the measurement for the next NAEP cycle which starts uh, pretty soon and selection of schools will happen and then we're going to see what uh, we're going to measure students in 2024 and then uh, see what it looks like, see if students bounce back, if there's more in session learning versus virtual learning. I, I would love to know how Idaho grows in the nation.
0: Um, I think most of the questions I had about MAPE and what you took away from the numbers, Mm -hmm. what am I missing? Or what have I not asked you at this point that
1: people Uh, should know
0: about MAPE?
1: Yeah, uh, I think, well, something that I'd like to bring to the table, let's have an assessment literacy moment. Okay. Uh, As far as the sampling goes, it's not a random sample of schools. And many people think that it is that, but really it's a random sample of those demographics of students. So that we make sure that it is, it is a good generalizable group to compare to other states, state to state.
0: So it's a a good demographic snapshot of, yep. I know demographics versus the demographics in other states. Exactly it may not right. It necessarily be proportional district to district, it may not
1: be. Definitely not. Uh, and if, you, if we want to break it down even further, uh, each student takes one of four blocks of uh, the, the NAEP mathematics, for example, and so four different students will make up one student's score, which is very different than the ISAT, where a student gets their own student score. And that's one of the reasons why we cannot break it down beyond Idaho. We can't even see district results if we tried.
0: Because you, you're not really testing you may have a very proportionally low number of students in mm-hmm. even a large district like West Data. I mean mm-hmm. you may have just grabbed fewer students out of West Data just to get to that representative.
1: That's school. exactly right.
0: So we've learned a lot from NATE, but there are a lot of things that inherently we won't learn through NAEP. We've yeah. We've got to find out through yeah, means and other
1: tests. It's a complicated test and there's a lot to learn. There's a lot to know and there are tons and tons of numbers that I still have yet to go through.
0: And a, and a cycle that continues because yep. this is not the end uh, end of May. I mean, you'll be doing this again in a couple of years.
1: And, yep, and w- once again, assessment literacy, this, this exact te- test dates back to 2002 where we can compare year over year over year over time, and uh, that trend line is so important to continue so that we can know how USA students and Idaho students are changing over time.
0: And since you brought it up, because I didn't go there, because there's been so much focus on 19 to 22, pre-pandemic post-pandemic where do we lead from 2002 to this point
1: uh 2002 is a little bit further back than i analyzed at first i did an 11-year comparison and uh it seems like students uh regress some but as when you break it down to those student groups there are such good stories like english learners have kept on learning the entire 11 years and uh, there's ups and downs all over the board and that's where we can dig in and support that equity for all students.
0: And maybe where the rubber hits the road on all of this Mm -hmm. is the test results give you a sense of some things that are happening, like when we're talking about fourth grade Mm -hmm. math and girls and how they may have struggled in fourth grade math versus uh, versus fourth grade boys. It gives you a sense of what's happening. Mm -hmm. Does it give you a sense or does it give experts a sense of what the solution might be or what the options for solutions might
1: be? Well, I I would say, generally speaking, no. And that's why we need to go out into the field and we need to ask teachers. We need to talk to students and figure out what happened out there. And so we see what happened. Now we're accountable to figure out how to fix it. Right. It gives you the, the hypothesis. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and then it's... Uh, yeah. The observation, I would right. say. yeah,
0: Okay. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, I, I feel like I've learned a little bit (laughs) about the literacy. Wonderful. And I hope listeners did as well. Paul, thanks for your
1: time. Thanks so much, Kevin.
0: Again, that was Paul Kleinert. He is the NAEP coordinator for the State Department of Education. If you want a more detailed look at some of the NAEP scores and some of the ISAT scores that came out uh, the previous week, Carly Flandreau has a breakdown on those numbers, so check those stories out at IdahoEdNews.org. And while you're there, there's just a whole lot of news. (laughs) at idahoednews.org this week. Uh, Sadie Dittenberg had coverage of the state superintendent debates. We had one on Monday night and one on Tuesday night. She has coverage of both of those debates. I took a closer look at the uh, state attorney general's race. This is the race between former Congressman Raul Labrador and Tom Arcush, a Boise attorney who just entered the race on the Democratic ticket in July It's a really interesting race. It has some immediate education implications and could have some long-term political implications. That's my Thursday analysis piece, so check that out. I also was on the debate front myself on Tuesday night. There was a forum in Nampa attended by several of the candidates for College of Western Idaho trustee. I have a breakdown on that. And just because, you know, it can't all be serious stuff, and this, I guess, is election-related too, uh, two Idaho mascots are in the running for a national competition for best school mascot in the nation. All I will tell you about this story from Devin Bodkin is go Russets, and go Mushers, and if you know, you know. Check that story out and everything else that we have to offer at idoednews.org and follow us every day next week because we are winding down, getting closer to the November 8th elections. So if you need the latest on education policy and education politics, you know where to go. Follow us also on Twitter at IdoEdNews. We tweet out links to our latest stories and bulletins on breaking items. Uh, follow us on Facebook and uh, comment on our stories there. And check back next week for another edition of the podcast, which will, I don't know, it might have something to do with elections. We might be talking about elections. You just never know. Tune in next week and check it out. Until then, I'm Kevin Richard. Have a good week.